Today is a special day for me. I've got my first guest on the podcast, and it's none other than my friend and mentor, Stu McLaren. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've definitely heard me talk about him. And I cannot wait for you to meet him today as he shares his own journey of growing his personal brand. I'm Jamie M. Swanson, and this is My Personal Brand Journey, the podcast for successful entrepreneurs and influencers who want to scale their business by growing their own personal brand. So let's dive right in. I am so honored to have Stu McLaren here with me today. Now, if you have been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, you know that I talk about Stu a bunch. And so, Stu, thank you for being here today. I cannot wait to introduce you personally to all my lovely listeners. Well, Jamie, I'm thrilled to be here with you, buddy. You're one of my favorite human beings, and uh, the opportunity to jump on here with you and chat is a delight. So I'm excited. Well, thank you. So, Stu, would you start out and tell everybody listening a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. So I'm a guy that uh, had the intuition that I would one day be an entrepreneur because, you know what, I can specifically remember it right around when I was 12. I, uh, you know, I have two parents, two amazing, loving parents, but they both worked incredibly hard. Like we're a blue collar family. You know, both my parents worked two full-time jobs. They were at every basketball game and soccer game and all that stuff, but they, they worked incredibly hard. And I remember when I was like around 12, having the thought of like, wow, like nobody's ever going to outwork my parents. And yet we weren't the most financially wealthy family. So what gives? Like there's, there's, there's gotta be some different magic formula. And I think that's ultimately what, you know, planted the seed for the entrepreneurial path that I have led thereafter. But basically, like, um, after graduating, I, uh, I was interning, and I was learning a lot by being behind the scenes with different companies. And, and one of the companies, when I finally decided to leave, uh, one of the people that worked there reached out to me. And he said, like, look, have you ever thought about being an affiliate manager? And I said, no, I haven't. He's like, well, everything about you indicates that you would be a great affiliate manager. He's like, you're great with people. You're a really good teacher. He's like, you communicate well and you got a good understanding of marketing. I was like, okay. He's like, would you be open to managing my affiliate program? And I said, sure. So what started is just like this little side project working as an affiliate manager for him quickly blossomed into an affiliate management business. And I had, you know, no intention of that, but it's just kind of what happened. And, uh, and what that business took off and it was, it was doing really, really well. The problem was it was super stressful because it was like I was managing multiple launches in some cases during the same month. And the writing was on the wall because I was about to get married. I was looking to start my family and I was like, I can't be at the beck and call of all these clients with all these high stress launches all the time and be able to manage a relationship with my soon to be wife and hopefully one day family. Mm -hmm. So I was like, at that point, I, I, I knew I had to figure something else out. And I started talking to a bunch of friends. And one of them said, you know what, you should just teach what it is that you're doing behind the scenes in a membership site. And so this is when the first seed was planted, Jamie, for all things membership sites. But um, so I said, okay. So I started looking into it and this was back in 2008 and the technology then was not what it is today. So Jamie, you are 
a really smart gal. And so you probably never experienced this. <laughs> but like I experienced all kinds of technical problems. Like I didn't know how to set up servers and I didn't know how to deal with HD access files. And I was way over my head, you know, on the technical side. And I got overwhelmed and I got discouraged and I was just deflated. And I kind of gave up on the whole idea until I was talking with a friend of mine and his name was Tracy. And he said, Stu, like you seem to have a clear vision of what you want, but why don't you just create it yourself? Like create your own membership solution. And I was like, dude, I just finished telling you how I'm not technical. I'm having trouble <laughs> setting this stuff up. And you're now telling me to like go and create my own solution. I love it. I'm like, forget it, man. And, um, and that's when he said, well, he's like, dude, like I work with a really great programmer. I bet we could come together and do this as a partnership. And so we did. And a month later, we had a beta version of what is now known as Wishlist Member. And a month after that, October 22nd, 2008, we sold the first license of Wishlist Member. Now, Wishlist Member was a membership solution and platform for WordPress. And it quickly grew to the point where we had tens of thousands of people using that platform and of which I got to see behind the scenes and work with tens of thousands of membership site owners in all kinds of different markets. And I learned so much. I learned what worked. I learned what didn't work. And I was excited to actually take all of the things that I learned that worked and apply it to my own membership site. So I partnered up with New York Times bestselling author, Michael Hyatt. We launched a membership site for him. And in the first week, we welcomed 1,100 members. And then the <laughs> first year was 2,500. And then 4,500. And the second year, and 6,000 in the third year. And everyone's like, what are you doing to grow this site? This is crazy. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started uh, sharing a lot more of what I had learned being behind the scenes, helping tens of thousands of membership site owners. And that's what ultimately led me to where we are today, which is Tribe. And Tribe has bought so many amazing human beings into my life, you being right there at the top of the list. And I have the honor and privilege of helping people create financial freedom in their business and their life through helping them with membership sites and generating recurring revenue. Yeah. And I, I love that about your story. Um, so I want, there's a specific part I want to ask you about in this, Stu, is you, like you said, you were behind the scenes for a lot of this. And I found you right when you were launching Tribe publicly as a course for the first time. So I'm one of the originals. One of the OGs. <laughs> the original troublemakers, absolutely, <laughs> for sure. But one of the things that I found really fascinating about being part of this, and I didn't know who you were at all before this. Like, I had never heard of you before um, somebody else had actually recommended your course. And it was right at that point where um, my launches were struggling and it was getting stressful because living launch to launch was just difficult. Like as my launches were starting to go down, even though I was doing the same things that had worked so successfully prior, uh, I was losing income month to month and it was really stressful. And so I wanted something that was more recurring, that didn't end after 12 months or six months or whatever. And so you kind of came into my business life at the perfect time. In fact, for those of you listening, you can go back to episode three and hear more about that. But what I loved about watching this and what I'd love you to speak about is that I got to see you really embrace your personal brand and come out from behind everything and come into the front of what was going on. Mm. So could you speak to why you made that transition and um, what you've seen it? 
do to your business and your community? Well, truthfully, uh, Jamie, I didn't really want to. Um, it was something that I was very, I was in a, I was very comfortable being behind the scenes. And, um, and I had tried to grow a personal brand years before. I don't even know if you know this, but I, I had tried to grow a personal brand before. Um, I called myself, uh, it was, I was known as my idea guy, my idea guy.com. <laughs> oh, I know that. <laughs> yeah. And I had like, I had this, uh, seminar that I ran called the idea incubator and, and, um, but I was too, the mistake that I made then, and I, I can see it now in hindsight, but the mistake I made then growing that personal brand is I was trying to be everything to everyone. Mm. I was trying to help all entrepreneurs with everything related to growing a business. And when you're trying to be everything to everyone, you don't become anything to anyone. And that's what was happening. Like I just couldn't cut through the clutter. I just, you know, my messages weren't landing. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't successful. It was a total flop. And so being behind the scenes, I didn't have to worry about that. And that was comfortable. And um, I could just focus on the marketing and growing the business. And I didn't have to worry about the personal brand side of things. And it was comfortable, but it was my brother-in-law and my wife that were the two, you know, troublemakers, if you will, <laughs> that kept saying like, Stu, you got to get out in front. Like you got to share this with more people. Like, you know, and, uh, and they were the, the two of them that were really, really encouraging me. And, and then finally, like my brother-in-law, Andrew said to me one day, he's like, dude, why, why aren't you doing this? Like, why aren't you out in front? Why aren't you sharing this? And I made up some, you know, excuse. I said something to the effect of, well, like, I just don't want to deal with the uh, side of the business where I got to worry about all the tech and all the, you know, landing pages and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, well, why don't we just partner? He's like, I'll handle all that stuff. And I was like, okay. And he said, so, you know, why wouldn't you do it now? <laughs> I was like, well, you just called my bluff. That's, you know, like that sucks. It's, but at the same time, it was kind of like, it was exciting and liberating. And so um, we did. That's what, that's, that was the beginning of tribe. That's when you uh, came into uh, my life and, um, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't easy. Like I'm not, I'm just, I, I want to be upfront with people. Like when you are, you know, leaning into your own brand there's this self-consciousness that we all have about like, you know, if I'm really me, will people really like me? Will people, you know, uh, enjoy what I have to say? Will people think I'm an idiot? Or, you know, you worry about the things and you, you, you worry about little things that are going to embarrass you and all this kind of stuff. And I absolutely dealt with that. And it's kind of like a shedding of a skin. Like little by little, the more you lean into being who you are, the more you end up attracting the very people who love and appreciate you. And it's kind of like the feeling of when you are around old friends that you have known for years who love you for who you are. It doesn't matter you know, how you show up. You're still going to pick right up where you left off. You're going to joke and you're comfortable with each other. It's just like that. And, you know, when getting to that point, though, takes time. You know, it takes time to get comfortable with who we are. And I would say the same thing was true for me. But what I started to pick up on was I started to realize that my geekiness and my quirkiness and the silly little sayings and the facial expressions that I use that normally like I would think um, people would have no interest in. And, you know, I was always trying to be prim and proper and professional and, you know, straight as an arrow. And it, what ended up coming across back in the day was I was stiff. I was boring. Nobody wanted to hear me. 
And so the more I let this like quirky side of me and this, you know, my silly humor and all that kind of stuff kind of come out, that's when the relationship really blossomed with my audience. And, um, you know, the, the, there was one particular moment <laughs> at Tribe Live and you were in on it. It's true. <laughs> that really opened my eyes to this. Um, do you want me to tell that story? Yeah, I was actually going to ask you when you knew if this was really working or not. Okay, so when I first um, delivered our tribe experience, this was really where I was first kind of stepping into, you know, being in front again. And uh, I was getting slowly but surely, I was getting more comfortable with who I was. And um, and I would start to see the response from people uh, as they were interacting with me on like Facebook lives and I could see what they were responding to. And it was great. And I was getting that, you know, feedback of certain things that people were connecting to, but it was at our tribe live event. And we had a period where it was like a Q and a, and so, um, I think it was Shanna stepped up and she asked a question and I, I couldn't really see cause the lights, you know, in the room were like right in my eyes, but I could see that she was wearing like a blue shirt. And then I, I think it was you, um, and the order could have been reversed, but it was both of you two. But then you stood up and you asked a question and I looked carefully and I could see that you were wearing a blue shirt. And I was like, what is on your shirt? And then it was like my face with like all the stew sayings underneath. And I'm like, what is going on here? And then all of a sudden, like 12 or something of you stood up and I'm like, what is happening? And so I remember calling you all up on stage. I was totally like flabbergasted. I had no idea what was happening. But in that moment, I realized like it wasn't it wasn't the information, the information that was was part of the puzzle. But it was this other side that I didn't think anybody cared about. But that's what ultimately you guys really connected with. And that's when the light bulb started to go off. And and what was that light bulb for you, Stu? What is it exactly that you realized in that moment? I realized that the more I lean into who I am when I'm hanging around friends and and almost like treating my audience like like good friends, you know, the more I lean into that and the more comfortable I become with who I am, the more I attract the people that I want to serve. And now what's happened is like I used to have this you know, it's so funny in hindsight, you, you, you realize all these things of what you did wrong before, like before with my other personal brand, it was like, Stu was the, 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 the guru, the teacher on top of the mountain and everybody else was below learning. And, and that never worked, you know? And, and now it's like, I just love being beside the people I get to serve. I love, you know, we have friendships. Like I consider you and your amazing husband, who's now a Peloton owner. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> You're uh, shameless. <laughs> yes. Great. I, I consider you guys friends. Like we, you know, we just sp- finished spending a week in San Francisco together. And it was like, it was so awesome for me. We were painting, we were riding bikes, we we're having a good time. We're chatting about business. Like to me, it was just, it's so much fun to be able to do that now and have that kind of relationship with, uh, the people that I get to serve, which is totally different, but it's all because I've leaned into who I am. And as a result, I've attracted the people that connect on that kind of level. And it's just great because it's like, it's like dealing, it's like working with great friends versus like complete strangers. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And do you know by chance the moment when I was all in what made me do these silly gifts and t-shirts and all the other stunts that I pulled. Do you have any idea? Have I ever shared this with you? No. Tell me. 
So it was when you started talking about the impact that you wanted to have and when you were sharing some of your little pet peeves that you didn't put in the course, but um, one of them was about webinars. Because one of my pet peeves is people lying about a webinar being live when it's clearly not live and it's just software making it play over and over again. Mm. And you were talking about how, no, just be honest, like tell them it's a live rebroadcast or whatever, but don't lie about the fact that it, you know, like don't make it look like something it's not. And I've just heard so many people um, talking about, you know, like they'll, they'll just cut, they'll, they'll do whatever they can to really push something forward and like, and, you know, like if they're going to be dishonest in the little things, like I don't trust them to be honest in the big things, too. Totally. And for for such little gain. And so you were just you were just chatting with us in our like the what daily Q&A's you did with us on Facebook during the group. Yeah. And it was it was just a side comment and you just calling people out and sharing your ethics on it and like your beliefs on how we should be honest with our audiences. And it was literally that moment and um, like when I'm like, okay, I'm all in. It's time. To, I like. I need to get on your radar. I need to find a way to have you as a mentor. I need to convince you to do a mastermind. I think you probably felt a little pressure from me on that. <laughs> yes, yes, you were instrumental in that happening for sure. <laughs> but you you shared more of who you were and what you really believed, and you weren't afraid to say something that went against what a lot of people was were saying in the industry was good advice. And you weren't just doing it to make a buck, like you really genuinely wanted to make an impact in the world with it. So for those of you who don't know, Stu and his wife have a charity that builds schools in Kenya. And like, it's it's amazing. And just between those two things, that's what made the big difference for me. That's why I was doing all these crazy things. And like, because it's so rare. And I don't think I would have gotten that if you had just stayed behind the scenes and recorded a course and never interacted with your people in the same way that you did. And that's something I, I learned so much just from the experience of being in tribe and how you loved on your audience than I did from the course alone. And the course is phenomenal or the experience, I guess I should call it the experience now, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And I think, you know, um, I've, I've learned a lot in the last couple of years, you know, like I've learned, you know, a tremendous amount, in fact, that, um, I wish I knew when I started, you know, way back when, because it would have made it, uh, a lot of things a heck of a lot easier. But now it's almost like I've discovered the keys to the kingdom, you know, and, and mm. I really do believe, Jamie, we're at a point in time where there's like this great divide that's happening. And, you know, I, I've talked about this on my podcast, you know, the, the marketing your business podcast. But the bottom line is, is like, I believe we're at a point in time when you're going to start seeing a huge divide in the marketplace between those who understand the importance of developing relationships with your people and specifically helping them get a result. Yes. And most of the time, specifically with you know, courses and, and, uh, programs. It's like the business owner wants to wash their hands of the relationship and the responsibility of the result. It's kind of like, okay, you bought it. You're on your own. Off you go. And this is where the future is going to be separated into two groups, those that care and those that don't. And those that care are going to see their businesses continue to grow and thrive. Those that don't care after, uh, the sale is made are going to struggle. 
because now everything is out in the open. Everybody sees what's happening through social media. They see if you're saying one thing and doing another. They uh, and they talk, and it's it, you know if you aren't consistent in your character, then all kinds of problems are going to start popping up, and it's happening. It's already happening. Like friends who once. Uh, used to do exactly what I said to do, or exactly as I said that they uh, not to do, which was, you know, they would make a sale and then they just move on to making more sales and not focus on caring for the people. They're struggling. And they, they're asking me, like, how are you doing it? Like, how is your tribe continuously, gr- continuously growing? And how are your launches getting bigger and bigger? And I'm like, dude, start taking care of people. Like, end of, end of story. Like, we don't have to go much further than that. Like, after a sale is made, take care of people. And I just think, the biggest compliment you can get in today's day and age is when somebody says, and this has happened to me, and this is like one of the biggest compliments, is when somebody says, you are just like the person I see online. And that to me means that I'm in alignment. That means that I'm operating on that authentic level. And I know authenticity gets thrown around a lot, but it's like that 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 level of where it, you're in alignment, you're consistent in your character. And I think the more consistent you can be in your character and the more you care for your people, the more long-term success you will have. And, you know, you do such a great job of caring for the tribe community. Can you speak to um, how important it's been to you to grow that community and how being kind of this personal brand in front of them has helped you do that? Yeah, well, it's in a similar vein of how it was difficult to kind of lean into, you know, your own personality and your own personal characteristics and your own personal brand. There's a similar, you know, learning curve when it comes to leading people and leading a community. Um, And, you know, I've had to learn a lot. I've heard to learn a lot of lessons, you know, throughout the, especially the last couple of years in, in how to do that. And I think one thing that's really helped me is becoming clear as far as what is acceptable and what is not acceptable within your community. Like, for example, I remember a specific moment the first time that we launched our tribe course and I made the mistake. So learn from my mistake, uh, everybody. (laughs) I made the mistake of doing a big launch and then going away immediately after for a family getaway. Because the reason that's a mistake is after any big launch, there's going to be all kinds of follow-up and support that's going to be needed. People have questions. They have unanswered questions. They've just bought something from you. They want to make sure they've got it and all that kind of stuff. Well, I had already scheduled a trip where Amy, my daughter Marla, and I were off to this family camp out in the middle of nowhere. And... um so I remember like this was uh, we closed cart on a Thursday night and then Amy, Marla and I left on a Friday. And so I remember like on Saturday morning waking up early and Amy and I agreed that like I wouldn't do any work over the weekend. It was, you know, totally family, but I was still fired up. I was still excited about like the whole launch. And so I woke up early because I knew like Amy wouldn't get up. Uh, and I knew that if I, I could probably check my email and all that kind of stuff. And so I got up early. And I checked Facebook expecting to like see all this excitement, you know, from people that had just purchased. And there was this one woman who was just like, I don't even know how to describe it. She was a stick in the mud. She was um, uh, criticizing everything. Uh, She was, you know, she was just not just had bad vibes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And 
So I knew that this was an important moment. This was an important moment to take a stand for like what is accepted and what is not accepted. And so I sent her a message. Oh, actually, I first sent uh, my team a message and I said, hey, can you please refund her and remove her from the group? And they said, well, has she asked for a refund? And I said, no, she hasn't. But I said, please refund her and remove her from the group. Then I sent her an email and I just said, her name doesn't matter. I just, let's just pretend it was Jane. I said, hey, Jane, uh, I noticed in the community, there were a lot of things about this experience that you are not happy with. So I've uh, instructed the team to go ahead and issue you a full refund. And you'll see that uh, shown up on your credit card in the next couple of days. Uh, All the best, Stu. And then she wrote back and she's like, how dare you give me a refund? I didn't ask for a refund. I don't want a refund. She just starts laying into me. And I said, thank you very much for responding. Your refund will be reflected on your credit card in a couple of days. <laughs> and then I used it as an opportunity to teach the community about what is accepted and what isn't accepted. And I went back to the community and I said, look, I'm not going to mention names, but there was a person who is now no longer part of the community. I've issued this person a refund and they've been removed from the group because they were, you know, criticizing everybody and everything. They were, you know, they were bringing tons of negative energy. They're, you know, attacking people for this and attacking people for that. And I'm just like, that's just not accepted. That's not who we are in this community. And if that's who you, who you are, then by all means, I'd love to issue you a refund. But in our community, we support each other. We encourage each other. We love on each other. We cheer for each other. We are there for each other. And so it was just a teaching moment. And I think anytime that you have those moments where you can um, sometimes make a tough decision, like that wasn't, that was a $2,000 decision, right? That was how much our program was. Mm-hmm. And um, so it wasn't like it was insignificant revenue, but at the same time, I knew the importance of that for the community as a whole. And I think The key here is that getting clear on what you stand for and what you don't stand for and then standing for it, Mm. you know, and being very clear about how you stand for it within that community is really, really vital. It's true. And you actually inspired me so much with that video because I was in the group at that time and I saw all of this going down. And after that, I actually had I've had two instances where I've had to do the exact same thing where I proactively refunded somebody before the course even began because of something similar where I'm like, this person is going to very much so pollute the culture and the movement that we stand for and that I'm trying to create here. Totally. In the past, I felt like it wasn't my right to remove them proactively like that. And so I've had people in course groups because I've been, I've been doing this for years and I've seen how toxic those people can be. And it was so freeing to see somebody stand up and do that. And it gave me the freedom to do that in the future as well, because honestly, it's a scary thing to do that because you're afraid they're going to, you know, raise a huge stink and people are going to be mad at you and think you're elitist or whatever else. And so I, I was, I was really thankful for that move. It actually, um, it really, it gave me the permission to do the same thing. And I've seen that in my communities as well. Well, and you hit the nail right on the head, Jamie, and that is like when you do draw a line in the sand like that and you do stand for your values and your beliefs, it brings 
everybody else who shares those values and beliefs closer together. It's like, yes, yes. finally, like somebody's giving, standing up for what we believe and it brings everybody else closer together. So it's almost like when you have a personal brand and that extends now into a community, you have to stand up for uh, the tr- the character traits and the values and the beliefs of that community. And if there's anything that could potentially damage it or brings toxic energy, just like what you're talking about, this is not just like, you know, a bad customer that only you deal with, but the whole community is affected by that and you've got to protect the community. So yes. now it's like, it's like this mama bear, papa bear type thing, you know, <laughs> where now once you see that kind of stuff, you got to step right in right away because it can absolutely destroy the culture of what it is you're trying to build. It's absolutely true. So Stu, we only have a couple minutes left, but I really, there's one thing that you do so well within the tribe experience that I really want my, my listeners to hear about. And that is how you use story and pretty much everything you're doing, because I feel like that is such a big part of how you've strengthened your personal brand and really grown the course itself. So could you speak a little bit to your thoughts on using story in your business and how and why you use it? Well, let me tell you a story. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was coming. Uh, So here's, here's what I've discovered. Um, I used to feel really uncomfortable selling. Like really, I don't know if anybody listening has ever been in that situation, but for me, it was always like, I, I felt this tension of like, I, I, I knew the importance of having to sell, but I didn't want to come across like a used car salesman. And, you know, I love to make people feel good, but I knew that like, if everything were rainbows and unicorns, people would feel good, but they wouldn't buy. So how do I find that balance and that happy medium? And I struggled with it for a long time. And so what ended up happening was I started telling stories of other people that my audience could relate to that had experienced the transformation that my audience wants to experience. And the more I told stories of other people, the easier it was for me to make sales. And it was the strangest thing because I never felt like I was selling. I was just telling stories. And what I discovered was that at the end of the day, as long as you as the business owner are fully 100% committed to helping your people get a result, it's the result and the story around that result that will help you generate more sales. We call it the circle of awesomeness, which is basically like a sale is made. That's step one. Step two is get the client a result. And the results can be the big wins, like the Patty Palmers who launches a brand new membership site and two years later has more than 6,000 members. Mm -hmm. But it can also be the little wins. Like, um, for example, uh, Nancy Fox. So the very first time I ever launched Tribe, where Nancy was getting hung up was she was like, I don't feel comfortable on camera. Mm. And so we were at a, a, a Tribe meetup and I said, well, let's just do your very first Facebook Live right here, right now. And she said, well, what? I said, yeah, let's do it. Let's map it out. Like we've, I, I've taught you the process. Let's just do it together right here, right now. And, and it just happened to be in front of, you know, the group of people and everyone's like, yeah, come on. And so we did it. And it was like a game changer for her because, you know, she got over that hump and then she realized like, this is no big deal and she could do this. And that 
little step led to the next step and to the next step and to the step Mm. after that. So, you know, oftentimes when we think about the wins, we only focus on the big ones, but the little ones matter just as much. And the same goes for, you mentioned Wendy Batten. So Wendy Batten didn't have a huge audience of tens of thousands or even thousands of people. She had an audience of a few hundred people. She had an audience of just over 400 people. And it was her audience were paint store owners. So we talk about like going niche, like she was super niche. But one of the things that she was afraid of was that, oh, I don't have enough people in my audience. And so, you know, I won't be able to launch a successful membership. But that's not true because our tribe has shown me and everybody else that that just does not, that's just not true. Because actually, the smaller audience you have, almost always the higher the conversion rates you will experience because you're able to be, uh, build a more intimate relationship with those people. And so in Wendy's case, she, she launched to an audience of just over 400 and welcomed 59 new members into her membership, generating $2,800 a month in recurring revenue in month number one. And she was just like over the moon. And there were so many other stories like this of people who, again, didn't have huge audiences like Ann Schneider when she launched her membership site for women to do kettlebell workouts. Her audience was less than or just over 250. And she welcomed 52 members into her membership site. So the point is this. Like stories are incredible. And the most important part for you and I as business owners is to share stories of people at all stages of the journey because your audience are going to relate to the stories of people who are one step in front of them the most. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so I I love telling stories because now when I tell stories, it's not about me. It's not like Stu is awesome or Tribe is awesome. Um, as much as I would love that, you know, I'd love if that was the storyline. But the reality of it is, is like nobody cares about that. What people care about are results. And the great thing is, is that now I feel more comfortable than ever before selling, quote, quote, selling, you know, I'm putting that in air quotes, quote, selling, then I, I feel more comfortable selling than I ever have before because it's not about selling. It's just about telling stories of people just like your audience who have experienced a transformation that your audience want to experience. They inspire, they motivate, and third and most important is they show what's possible. And when that seed is planted and now your audience start believing that they too could possibly do this, that's when magic begins to happen. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And one of the cool things that I've noted just kind of as an observer is that tons of your community members, like lots of the tribers, actually want to be featured. So they tend to share their own stories publicly in your groups even more. And I know you've, I mean, it's like, I feel like every other day, Stu, there's a success story coming out in the tribe groups. And uh, I love that you've started a podcast just for these stories as well. So, um, So for those of you who haven't found it yet, Stu, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, we've you hit the nail right on the head because what happens is like not only do we value stories in our in our company, and we talked about the circle of awesomeness and how that's like a core component of who we are and what we focus on, but what's happened is it's created this culture in our community now where we are supporting and cheering each other on for every result that we get. And so just as you said, we have people sharing their results almost daily in terms of the launches that they're doing and the growth that they're experiencing and the retention rates that they're experiencing in their membership sites. And so these wins happen all the time. Now we do a really good job of capturing them as a uh, as a team so that we can tell those stories afterwards, but just as you said, what happens is the more we tell our stories, 
the more it inspires people to share them. And we were getting so many of them that we used to produce them via video, but we were getting so many that it didn't become feasible to be able to tell all these stories via video. So our team was like, well, what do we do? Like, we don't want these stories to go to waste. These stories are incredible. We want people to hear them and get inspired and motivated by them. And so we started a brand new podcast and the podcast is called It's a Tribe Thing. And if you go to iTunes and you search It's a Tribe Thing or whatever podcast player that you're listening to, go to it's search for It's a Tribe Thing and you'll hear. We'll link it in the show notes too, Stu, so people can find it there. Sweet. That would be awesome. Yeah. But when you listen to it, you'll hear. These are stories of everyday people who have launched a membership site in their market. And it talks about both the uh, the uh, results and the wins, but it also talks about the struggles, like you know the fears and the anxieties that we all experience when we're putting something new out into this world and how they overcome these challenges and, and how they get people into their membership site and how they keep them happy and all the behind the scenes of what they're doing to make their membership sites a success. And it's just incredible. And there's nothing more that I'm proud of than the fact that we have these stories that we get to share every single week, sometimes multiple a week. And and it has nothing to do with me, has nothing to do with the, the product. It has everything to do with celebrating our people. And that is the future. That is the future of our company. And it's the future of your company, Jamie, because I know you do it. And it's the future of all of our companies is that when you fall in love with your people and you celebrate your people, they are the ones that will grow your business because it's their stories that are going to bring and attract so many more others into your world. It's so true. And you've done such a good job of fostering that community of celebration and that culture of celebrating each other. And I don't think it would have started if you hadn't been so committed to sharing the stories of your people. And it just, it grows everybody together as well because we can see ourselves in each other's stories. We see our fears in their stories. And so, yeah, I I love the It's a Tribe Thing podcast. And it's only been out, what, a couple weeks at this point. But um, it's been phenomenal. And I'm excited to see that grow and to uh, be on there in a couple months. I've got a scheduled date. Should be fun. But um, no, it's been been really neat to see, Stu. Well, I I appreciate you, Jamie, for so many reasons. I mean, we've talked about how you have played such a, a key role in the community itself and, and, and in my life, you know, like encouraging me to push forward with our impact mastermind. And, uh, oh, that and was to- selfish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing that I would say is that you are phenomenal at community yourself, you know, and, and I would just encourage everybody listening. Like if you're uh, listening and not part of Jamie's community, then go and join because Jamie is like one of the best community. Uh, I don't even know how to say it. Like it's, it's like you're, you just, you have this natural way of bringing people together. You have this natural way of connecting people. You have a natural way of uh, connecting with people. And uh, I remember, you know, there's a tons of things that you have done, but even like in our community, one of the things that you did that, uh, you know, absolutely caught my attention and everybody's attention was you started creating those, uh, the gifts of like <laughs> stupid little things that I say. It's in episode oh, three, my most totally. popular episode, oddly enough. <laughs> well, yeah, and it, you know, it made people laugh and, and pe- it loosened people up. And I'm so grateful for that because that's the kind of culture that we want in, uh, in our tribe community. And, and you just play a huge role in that. And I'm, I'm so grateful. Oh, well, thank you, Stu. So I want to thank you uh, for taking the time to share today. Um, it's just been really an honor to have you here on the podcast as my first interviewee guest. I know we've gone a little longer than we normally would, but um, 
Do you have any last words for somebody who doesn't know if this is really going to work for them? Like any any things you would go back and tell early Stu, like when you were just starting to put yourself out in front a little more? Yeah, I would say look for the clues Mm. and the clues are there. You know, look for the clues of who are you when you're around really good friends? You know, what is your natural uh, character like when you are around friends that know you and like you and won't judge you and and uh, and look for those characteristics like what do you say uh, what do you do you know what are the the things that make you you in those environments and whatever those are just just make a mental note of those things and and just try to slowly weave them into your everyday life and there's ways to practice it you know in a very um, safe environment you could do it on Instagram stories or on Facebook live videos and and uh, the more you start to weave you into all that you do, the easier it's going to become for you to build your personal brand. Because I'm telling you right here, right now, there are people who absolutely will be drawn to you. And the fear is always like, well, if I'm me and nobody shows up, like that's you know embarrassing. That's like egg on my face. I get that fear. That's exactly what kept me stiff for so long. That's why like I struggled with this for so long was that fear of like nobody liking me. But the reality of it is, is that there's so many amazing people in this world. And just like you have a friend group of people who appreciate you for who you are, the same is true in business. And the more you lean into it, the more you'll attract those people. And I get it. Sometimes it's hard to just like flip the switch. And that's why I'm suggesting just ease into it. Just start noticing the clues in terms of what people are drawn to, what they comment on, what makes them laugh, what makes them smile, what uh, messages do you get that resonate with people and begin consciously building a library of those things and start doing more of those things. Whatever that messaging is, whatever it is that you said, however you said it, the whatever characteristics you were bringing forward, do more of that and lean into it and be you. Because when you do, holy moly, you attract incredible people into your life. And that's when business and life become an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Stu. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited for your upcoming launch. And I cannot wait to see how this tribe experience continues to evolve in the future and how the community continues to evolve. I'm really, I just love being a part of it. Well, thank you, Jamie. And and thank you for starting this podcast because I think it's going to help. I know it's going to help so many uh, people who are building their personal brand. And I'm, I'm thrilled for you. And I love the way that you are leading and mentoring your audience uh, because for everybody listening, Jamie is just as delightful in person as she is <laughs> on the air or on video, uh, even more so. And so, uh, yeah, she's an amazing human being. So thank you, Jamie. With that, I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to listen today. And I hope you enjoy getting to know Stu. He is a crazy smart guy. So if you haven't yet checked out his podcast, which is called Marketing Your Business, definitely go listen to a few episodes and subscribe to it. And I'll link to it in the show notes so you can find it super easy. Not only that, but don't forget to check out the It's a Tribe Thing podcast as well, which I'm also linking in the show notes so you can hear exactly how he's using his customer stories to help him promote his tribe experience, which will be opening up again in a few months. And frankly, I can't recommend it enough. It is by far the best money I have ever spent on an online course 
or resource in any way. And if that's something that interests you, definitely um, pay attention to what he's doing because he'll be opening that up. He only does it once a year at most. I mean, he even skipped a year in there. So uh, it's something you may want to start thinking about now if you're interested in learning more from Stu. But anyways, in the next episode, I am going to share with you a fear that has been holding me back over the last few weeks and how I finally overcame it. So if you want to hear all the details about that and what I was actually afraid of, catch me in the next episode. See you there. Hey, real quick before you go, number one, if you thought this episode was helpful and you know somebody personally that would enjoy it, would you send them a link to it? That would be super awesome. But second, if you enjoyed it, I also have a private podcast just for my email subscribers that I think you would really love. Now, you can listen to it on the same podcast player, just like you are this current podcast, but it's only accessible through a unique link that I will send to you via email. Now, this is the behind the scenes look at what I'm doing in my business. It's literally my thoughts about my business casually as I'm thinking about it. So it's not after I've done a bunch of stuff and I've distilled it down to a couple of points and I'm sharing, you know, just the highlights with you. Like this is the stuff in the moment that's working, that's not. Um, I have an episode in there that's all about the problems with my offer. I have things that I've been thinking about in terms of messaging and just all sorts of stuff that's going through my brain as I'm growing this business. And I'd love to share it with you. So if you would like to listen all you need to do is go to gettheprivatepodcast.com, enter your name and your email, and I will send it right over to you. You'll get an email with a link that is yours. You can't share it with other people. It won't work for them, but it will work for you. And I know that you are going to love it. You just got to click the link, follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player, and away you go. You'll be automatically updated when there's new episodes. So hope to see you on the private podcast. Again, that is gettheprivatepodcast.com and have a great day. Thanks for listening.